This podcast is not to be used as medical advice or medical education. If you are experiencing pain, discomfort, or any other medical or physical ailment, please consult a licensed medical doctor or physical therapist. This is the strategy of fitness. Hey, this is Dan Gore from the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. We'd like to thank you for all of your support. And if you love the podcast, please recommend to a friend. Find the Strategy of Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Please like, subscribe, follow, and leave a review if you can. On Instagram, we are at the Strategy of Fitness, and we also give you the best gym songs every week. The Strategy of Fitness official hitters playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Welcome back, episode 60 of the Strategy of Fitness Podcast. My name is Nick Kresge, joined weekly by Dan Gorn and Rob Rowland. What's going on, boys? Licking my wounds from another horrible day at a fantasy football. I decided to roll with Jimmy G versus the Seahawks, and it just it just blew up in my face. So a rough day of fantasy football. Life is good, though. Rob, how you doing? Hey, Jimmy G got me this year, too. I had him on my bench for a while, and I finally played him. He got me negative points, so I feel your pain there. The, the, still the handsomest quarterback of all time. There we go. Great way to start the pod. Self-deprecating and a little bit of whatever. Any any good workouts this week, Dan? Yeah, I'll share the one I, I shared with you. It was a Friday's workout. It was the one we actually got to talk about with our, our guest, Mr. Scott Tetlow. But uh, 100 double-unders and then 500-meter row, 100 double-unders, and then 15 bar muscle-ups for time. So my time was not great. My bar muscle-ups were a struggle city. So I hit 10.52. And I got on the bar right around 5.30 or 6 minutes, somewhere in that neighborhood. So it was just, again, slow, slow singles. The grip was struggling. The lungs were struggling. Just a, just a kind of a core performance. But also, it was the, between the bar work and the fact that it was a shorter sprint of a workout, it was a really good way to attack a bunch of my weaknesses. So one that I'm definitely – and it's a, it's a benchmark workout for our gym. So it's, it's so something that's going to show up later. So we're going we're gonna to definitely test it later. And you know, I definitely should be closer to the sevens or eights on that one. So Was that the first time you ever did it? Yeah, it's the first time I ever did it. So I really didn't know what to anticipate. I think I pulled like a 142 on the row or something, which is probably a little too fast. And the second round of dubs wasn't great. And then I was just dog shit by the time I got to muscle ups. But when you hit that workout, Nick, so tell us about that. Yeah, 430. Pretty good, man. I mean, I did the 100 double unders effortlessly, went to the 500 meter row. I went conservative. I went like 147, I think. And then another 100 unbroken. And then I just I got to the bar and I said, let's get 15 bar muscle ups unbroken here. It was nice that you sent the, you know, kind of a, a pace car, if you will, with the fastest person at your gym, which was nice. And it was like, hang on. I got to 12 bar muscle ups and I was like, man, I'd really like this to stop and shake it out. But, but I didn't because I think we were back and forth in the text chain and I was like, I'm going to try to go unbroken. So that was good. I know Tetla's going to do it. He'll probably do it in like sub four, which is really going to hurt my feelings. But it was one of those things I was like, I, I can't go any faster on this. Yeah, I don't know how you could go much faster. And it really puts things in perspective that my row was a little bit faster than yours of just 
how poorly I strategized it and probably how much more efficient on the double unders you are. So that's my guess though. I'm assuming he'll go like 140 on the row and just his transitions will be faster or something, or maybe his cycling of the bar muscle ups will be faster because honestly, like I went conservatively paced on that intentionally. So I didn't have a problem with the double unders and the, and the bar muscle ups, but it's a fun workout regardless. It's cool to benchmark at your guys' gym. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted to share a couple of gear reviews. So one was I got the new RPM comp rope, really good yeah. shit, the speed rope. So I just kind of played with that, fitted it today, just hit some double unders and the, the whip on that thing is just tremendous. So if you guys are looking for a, a great jump rope out there, the brand is RPM and the rope is called the comp rope. It runs about $70. But again, it's it's one of those things where it's like when you guys were telling me to buy a good weightlifting belt, just buy the good weightlifting belt. So you don't have to buy the $50 one and then go buy the $100 one. It's the same thing with the rope. I bought the $30 rope that was like, you know, it was okay. It was serviceable, but you, you reach a point where I was hitting like 80, 70, 80 double unders on broken. And then the, the whip on the rope just isn't enough. And it tires out your arm. So, so that's a really cool piece of gear that I got that I'm excited about. Second is shoes. The Nike Metcon reacts found a great deal on those on the goat app. If you guys haven't checked that out, definitely can find some good CrossFit and even use CrossFit shoes on there. But the Nike Metcon react is, do not have laces. It's a little skeptical, but they are like the Metcons, but kind of like a lighter version, a little bit more flexible. And for my money, a little easier to run in. I talked about the Travis Manion workout. I was wearing those during that and it, fit me pretty nicely for the squats and it fit me pretty nicely for the run. So, so a good piece of gear there. And I know they're on sale. So I like the sound of laceless shoes. Is it a nice loose fit to them or are they kind of snug like a sock? They're pretty damn snug. And I'm, I'm somebody who likes a snug shoe. Now, if you, if you like that laceless sock feel, those might not be your brand, but the, the Metcon react, I, I'm a real fan. Real good shit. They're wide, dude. I need a wide, I need a wide footbed. <laughs> super wide feet. Did you ever get the uh, laceless <laughs> Solomon's? Yeah, but the Solomons are super narrow. Like I have the trail ones. Like if I go more than like 30 minutes with those shoes, my toes go numb. Ultra is the way to go for running shoes for me. Do you know that they have a medical discount? Who's that? Ultra. You you can get 50 or 40% off Ultra with your PT license, I think. Well, know where I'm going after this. Yeah, um, you have to write them. And I have the information in one of my apps on my phone, but I'll, I'll shoot you over the email that you have to send them where to send it. Now that's not part of the goat app that you referenced because I've never heard of that. The goat app's great, man. If you guys have, do you get your milk on there too? (laughs) Yeah, you actually, yeah, they they give you goat's milk, goat's cheese, any any (laughs) goat related paraphernalia, even horns. If you if you're really fucking weird, I like you just threw that in there casually, like everybody knows what the goat app is. You should know this. I went on pause. I went on this fucking goat app, by the way, Dan. They got a bunch of Yeezys and super exclusive. (laughs) Nike Air Force Ones that are like $700. I'm like, where is he buying these $30 Adidas? What, yep. What's happening? You got to find them, man. You got to search. That's, that's the whole fun of it. It's just like sitting there watching football. You're just going through the app, finding some cool shit. <laughs> it's not necessarily a discount shoe website. It's more you're just searching for hidden treasure. You're searching for hidden treasures, man. Half the fun is the hunt, Hoss. If you found a good deal on Yeezys, would you buy and wear them? I draw the line at you. I don't think I can pull that shit off, man. Definitely. I mean, I don't, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't as a grown ass fucking 36 year old be rocking Yeezys. <laughs> I, that's not it. Even some of the CrossFit shoes I wear are borderline. So yeah, I can't do Yeezys. At this point, I, I can't, I can't really back anything that Kanye does until he does another good album because last one was complete dog shit. Absolute trash. Absolute trash. Rob, 
we haven't heard enough from you. Let's let's give you like three or four minutes to just talking, man. I don't even care if you talk about your workouts. <laughs> I just want to hear from you, man. I miss you. What's Let's up? Me. I haven't done much working out since we just talked. On, what was deloading, that? yeah. With Dan John. So, you know, I've been deloading since then. Mm-hmm. I did I did hit some pause front squats after hitting some bike intervals yesterday, but I don't want to talk about numbers. Like, I worked up to 305 for a pause single, and I thought that was pretty good for me. But compared to the, te- the Tetlo numbers he's throwing out there, it just makes me feel weak. That's nice. So hold on, let's talk about that. So what you're taking that down? Are you resting it at the bar, or are you resting it on pegs, or are you just nope, just on rack it, go sit in the bottom, count to three, and then get up as fast as I can. And as soon as I get like a hitch, that's where I stop my weight. I drop off like ten percent from the bar and do three to five fast singles. I'll tell you something real quick before you keep going. I've been doing something the last three weeks. It's an EMOM for ten minutes, build to a heavy three, and then on the eleventh minute, from eleven to 20. So another 10 minute imam, it's 90% of that heavy triple pause squat at the bottom. That's been really, really awesome. So throw that in your repertoire. If you, if you need something just to work on some front squats, cause it's that beauty of like, yeah, you get to work up to a heavy triple. Cool. Then you have to take that 90% of that and sit at the bottom of it. And for 20 minutes, man, it was pretty gnarly. I did that this morning. It was really good. For me, like if I don't have that balance, my strength diminishes quickly. So it just forces me to be be tight with my form when I do that pause. So it's it's a good humbler. It hurts so much. Those pause squats are when people have never done them. It's very foreign. I feel like, especially a front squat, because a front squat can be foreign to anyone. I asked you to talk for three minutes, and I've been talking the whole time. Keep going. That's how I do things. So let's see. Today I did a nice little run because. The night trail runs coming up next week. They're actually holding it. So I haven't run since I don't know, beginning of quarantine. So I want to make sure my legs still work. So I did that. And before I left, I put a nice pot of chili on. So I came home first, like cold snap of the mid Atlantic here. So I had some nice bison and grass fed beef chili just waiting for me at the end of that run. Did you watch the Steelers and the Ravens game? Oh, I did. Did you watch it? I'm assuming. Yeah, I watched it. What did you think? I mean, Ravens pretty much spotted the Steelers seven points, which came back to to bite them with Lamar's like first lazy pass there of the game. But it was sloppy. It wasn't really a pretty game by either team. They're both going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to play three times this year. So I'd rather lose it, lose it early. Yeah, I'll tell you who I, who I really like. I mean, I watched the whole game. I really like J.K. Dobbins. I think that guy's a really good player as far as like a young running back. He had over 100 yards today. He's pretty big stud. And Super uh, dynamic. They, they had three guys with over 50 yards rushing in the first half, and they were up I'll, like 10 was like, time. Like, that doesn't even make sense. They should have been way ahead. I should be I should be a consultant for offenses that are playing the Steelers. <laughs> like, I, they should pay me at least six figures to tell them how to beat the Steelers because every single week these goddamn offenses outthink themselves. And I guess just because I watch every snap for like the last, I don't know, two decades, then I know exactly how to beat these guys. But it's like, dude, what are you even throwing the ball for? You guys ran down our throat every single time they he had an RPO or, you know, any type of motion. We couldn't stay man-to-man. We couldn't, you know, stick with the play action and his option. It's it's It was ludicrous. Thank God we got you to the point where he had to drop back to pass, and that's where he's not good. And I maintain that Lamar Jackson is not your guy. Anything outside of like third and fourth, you don't want that guy. That's why he'll probably never win a Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. I'm going to throw this out to both of you because 
I remember sitting at the Ravens Colts playoff games. I was sitting there with uh, my buddy Mark, you know, Mark Norman and his pops. And, and we're talking about RG3. It was like kind of the RG3's first year when he kind of took over the league by storm and just had an amazing run. It was, it was his only good year. And if you look back, it was a fantastic year. And Mark's dad just looks at me and goes, that's going to last about three minutes. Sure enough, that night he goes down versus Seahawks. That was his second kind of the re-tear of the ACL and his career is over. And, and again, I know RG3 had a, a much more substantial injury history, but given his style of play and his relative slight of build compared to some of these other guys like Roethlisberger's of the world, do you think that Lamar Jackson's going to have a long career or you think he's going to be? Because he he's not as good as getting down as a Russell Wilson or even a Kyler Murray. He doesn't Murray. care he, about getting down. He took, some so fucking, he took some he fucking drilled. shots today. And I was like, man, I don't know how long this is going to last these guys in the NFL. He's so tough, dude. Like, he just doesn't. He's tough as hell. I respect the shit out of him. And he's super long. Like, he doesn't look like he has a big frame like Ben, but he's still probably 220. Like, I think he's he's got decent size to him. And, I mean, he he did have a decent line before Stanley went down today. And, I mean, look at the the Super Bowls that Ravens have won before with Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco. Like, it doesn't – you don't need a a Mahomes at quarterback to win a, a Super Bowl in Baltimore. So, I – I mean, I think he's proved he's he's dynamic enough to to get it done and win games. I still think on any given Sunday, I, I kind of disagree with your point. Like I, I think he's good enough to get it done with with a great team surrounding him. And I, I think those running backs, I think Dobbins and Edwards are really fucking good. Maybe I just can't kind of catch up on good days, but man, I, I'm impressed with those guys every time I watch them. Yeah. Look, if anyone in the playoffs can run the ball and on defense you can stop the offense, you're going to win, right? Like that's yep. history. I'm just saying if he has to beat you – I mean, it, it kind of has a, a Milwaukee Bucks feel to me where it's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Greek yeah. freak, run them up. It's good stuff, man. But I'm sure that's why people are tuning in to hear about uh, – Local about sports. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Nick Cressy defense wins championships and rely on the running game. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people are here. Are you are you die hard enough calling. that you would rather like give up that money as the the consultant to the other every other team in the NFL, or would you would you sell out for your home team to? No, 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 no. Pay your boy, pay your boy. I'll take this shitty Steeler right. tattoo off the back shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Just uh, there's people that that'll live and die by their purple camo. They wouldn't take a dollar for the Ravens to lose. So I just want to make sure you weren't in that that yeah. cohort. I worked with this guy named Brian at NIH. Great, great dude. And he he was like kind of in his late 30s. I'm in my early 20s. And he just had his first kid or maybe his second kid. And he's looking at me one day. He's like, dude, once you hit like, once you have kids and you're like in your 30s, he's like, you'll pretty much do anything for money. Like, you know, <laughs> prestige matters. This other stuff matters. But at the end of the day, just fucking pay me more. And, and you know, as far as the Steelers gig, like you're talking about, like you pay me enough money to do anything. Like I'm, I'm pretty much fucking in at this point. Well, I give you shit all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm done. I'm fucking 33, damn near 34 years old. I'm done wearing someone else's name on the back of my shirt. Like I got kids. Oh, for, it's done. Like I like uh, jerseys. Oh, I, yeah. I'll wear jerseys forever. I don't care. They're better people than me. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like who am I to say I'm better than Larry Bird? Like fuck no, he's awesome. I love Larry Bird. I'm a better dad than Larry Bird, I think. But <laughs> fuck yeah, you are. He should wear he should wear your outfit when he's that's a good around point. his that's kids. A, that's a good point. That's good. Dan, point. you're the man. All right, hey, <laughs> TFR guest, by the way, Dan. All right, yo, we got Scott Tetlow. This dude is the 17th fittest athlete in the world. Participating in the CrossFit Games this year, we had him on before. I'm one of the most spectacular dudes. Again, he's a regular man. He has a job, and he still finds time to train and compete at the CrossFit Games. He did. 
spectacular this year. Like I said, finished 17 of 30. Tremendous interview. Great dude. And I don't think I embarrassed myself nearly as much on this episode as I did the previous time we had Scott on. So hope you guys enjoy him. And he's a great guy to root for. And hopefully in the next year's games as well. Welcome back to the Strategy of Fitness podcast. Hall of Famer, I think probably one of the you know, top one or two guests we've had. Scott Tetlow. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Enjoying the weekend. Took some time off and just getting, trying to get used to this daylight savings adjustment. Daylight savings, right? <laughs> I love it. I really like the fall back. I'm not too sure about the spring forward. But like we started out last time, what would you hit today workout-wise? Anything good? Hit nothing today. However, I did do... <laughs> Sunday's like my off days. Good for you. So, however, I hit JJ this week, What's which JJ? is I, so first time doing it. It's ten one squat clean at one eighty five, ten parallel handstand push ups, and then you go two squat cleans, nine parallel handstand push ups, three eight, and it's like a it's a reverse count rep scheme okay. going all the way down. And that I completely underestimated that workout. How long did it take? It took me. Around, I think, 15 minutes and 50-something seconds. Wow. That's longer than I expected. Yeah. It was – well, I think it got to the point where I'm still trying to get, like – I'm still trying to get mentally into, like, I got to hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can I give you one? Can I give you one that I think Dan and I will talk about a little bit later? Hit it real one time this week, maybe as, like, a warm-up and blow us both out of the water. But it is 100 double-unders, 500-meter row, 100 double-unders, 15 – Bar muscle-ups. Hit that one day this week and, and let us know. Just like really, really put us in our place. You're going to have to message me that so I, will. I can write it down or whatever. But okay, yeah, just message me. I'll, I'll hit it this week. All right, good. Perfect. I'll see what it is. It's going to really upset me. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know Scott can, but I mean, once you get hit on that, Nick, like 430, it's going to be a tough score to beat, man. Yeah, I was fast. I mean, I didn't take much break. I would assume, judging by his 500-meter road time or a thousand meter road time, which we'll get into in a couple of minutes that he's going to be able to probably move a little bit faster than I was on the rower. Good stuff. I don't know so, about that. What's it look like now? I mean, your post games, everyone listening to this probably knows that you were obviously in the games. What's the last couple of weeks look like? Are you just decompressing? Are you just like, I need to chill for a little bit before I get back into this? I took like three, four weeks off to where I was just, I hit, I hit a workout. If I felt like working out, I worked out. If I didn't, then, you know, I wasn't, wasn't too stressed about it. Past two weeks is when I started hitting it hard again, slowly starting to amp back into it. But it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of decompressing a little bit from it. Cause I know I got a long season ahead. And if I start like hitting it hard, hitting it hard, hitting it hard every single day, then I'm just going to get burnt out again. So I'm really mostly trying to focus on getting stronger because that's like on the Olympic list because that's my that's where my weak point is. So that's, uh, um, kind of what I'm trying to focus on now. Because Nick sent me some interesting breakdowns of some of the competitors as they're going in the games. Now, as you know, you know if you're doing a snatch ladder or a squat squat clean ladder, your form is going to suffer a little bit. But just seeing some form breakdown on some of these even elite CrossFit athletes, there's always some room for improvements on some of those lifts. So, do you have any coaching for the Olympic lifts? Like, I know obviously you have, I think you're doing the Zeus programming with Nick Uranker, but are you having anybody coach you up on the specifics of those Olympic lifts? Nope, I send videos to Nick, and he kind of helps me out with the overall technique. Everything I actually so I kind of linked up with Nick prior to the games. Could I couldn't really travel anywhere because of work and everything with the whole coronavirus. And then I went down to work out with him because he was like two and a half hours south of me. So I was like, all right. And he seemed extremely knowledgeable, like just talking to him. And so I was like, hey, I asked him if he could help me out. And he's like, yeah. 
So I got him helping me out with my lips, giving me a program to get stronger, kind of what he did to get stronger back in the day. Yeah, he's a great resource. And he has some great YouTube content. I know Nick sent me it just, just as far as getting into the setups for the power cleans. And I mean, mm-hmm. he pushes so much damn weight. He's definitely definitely a great resource, I'm sure, for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, a, he's a strong guy. So, Scott, we want to get into, obviously, your, your gains performance. But before we talk about like your individual performance, how did you think the, the format went this year? Like, You had to be adaptable, and I think it was kind of last minute until where you got like what the workout setup was going to be. How do you think the, the structure worked out this year? And just give us your thoughts on, on how the games went. I think the structure was as best as it possibly could have been, honestly. I mean, narrow, narrowing it down make like having the, like a cut in a way you still got everyone to participate in it that could and i thought it was executed good given the circumstances of what's going on everything they sent down a judge i think that really helped standardize everything the only thing that was different was just like the, the only thing that i thought personally like they could it was hard for them to standard standardize was the was the outside workout the run because some people would did it some people had to do it inside in like a gym like a small track, I think, because it was too cold outside. And then I did it. I I decided to rain in Louisiana right when I right when I did it. Uh, so I had to do it in the rain. It was just, but that was the only thing they really couldn't standardize for every everyone to keep it the same. But other than that, it's I mean I think they did a good job on making making the selection to the top five and finding a way to hope to actually have the CrossFit Games. Yeah, when I saw that run in the workout, I thought they were going to send like a, a true form runner to everybody. That'd be a pretty nice gift to get for the games there, but I guess not. <laughs> well, I was hoping they would send us all kinds of gears, but nope. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 get, like, like, you, you must have gotten some swag. You must have at least got the uh, nameplate, right? The Tetlo nameplate, no, right? No, nope. oh, what the only fuck? Have, don't get me wrong. We got, we got plenty of shirts, shorts. I was needing some shorts, let's put it that way. But And then some shoes, and then I got that, and then the drag rope. That drag rope is a son of a bitch, by the way. I that workout destroyed me. That drag rope. I literally made. The, I was so those drag ropes are like there was not a size that fit me properly. It was either too short or too long. <laughs> and I was like, so I made like an executive decision the last like three minutes right before I was about to start that last workout to switch ropes because mm. I felt better with the other one at that exact moment. And. Yeah, that drag rope is something else. I've never even heard of one before that. I shouted it out on the pod last week, man. That thing is so gnarly. And I tried to do regular double-unders this week in that workout we talked about a couple minutes ago. My arms didn't know what the hell I was doing because I've been doing so much drag rope Mm -hmm. work. But, man, that thing is legit. Let's get into a couple of these workouts. So I want to start with one you absolutely crushed, which is Friendly Fran. So, like, I think you were one of the best at, at this Friendly Fran workout. You just get, you need to talk the listeners through like what's going through your head in this three rounds, 21 thrusters, 21 chest of bar pull-ups at 115 pounds, because that's like right in your sweet spot. I'm assuming just pain cave stuff, quick cycling of the barbell. I mean, what are you thinking there? Are you just like, I got to go unbroken no matter what here? Yeah. I was like, this is my one workout that I knew I was going to do extremely well. in. like, I was going to be up at the top. So they always say like, I kind of like to take chances at like one or two workouts to see what I got and try to win it. And I was like, I turned my butt and I was like, this is, this is the workout I'm going to go. I'm going to try to win. I mean, it was just one of those things. It was like, I'm going to hold on to the barbell as long as I can, see what I got, and then hopefully I don't die on the chest of bars, which I did. But, I mean, the very first rep, I went to go squat, pick it up, squat, clean it, press it, and got no rep. So I was like, okay, this is how this is going to go. 
<laughs> but wow. yeah, just just try to stay moving. And I was happy with the results. So walk the listeners through that though. You're like, I'm going to go out. I'm yard selling this. I'm going for it. But you have no idea what the competition's doing. So you're by yourself in a sense. You know, obviously if Frazier's next to you and someone else is to your right, Noah Olson or whatever, you know that you can kind of pace off them. It's got to be so difficult literally being actually, just you. Actually, I prefer it. Really? I'm one of those guys that, you know, I sometimes like just noticing how I compete in at the Mayhem Classic and Wadapalooza is that like I'm very inexperienced when it comes to in-person competition. So like I always see like guys in front of me, I go, oh, I need to go harder. I need to go harder. And it ends up backfiring on me. And so I personally like doing the workouts by myself. One, because I train by myself 95% of the time. And so it really didn't throw me off my game as much just doing it by myself. Yeah, I didn't know what the other competitors were doing, which in my thought process was that just means I need to push a hell of a lot harder no matter what. Because if I was seeing, if I was so ahead of somebody and they'd start pacing, then i start like backing off and I could end up, you know, in the next heat or something, somebody could beat me. So I personally like. If you know me, you know I'm always on the run, up early and home late. So having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me. What is in the cards is AG1. It's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals I need to perform. I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop mixed in water once a day and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out. Doing the workouts by myself. So I saw you did it in Louisiana. It seemed like everyone kind of had their home gym set up. Was that the first CrossFit box you started at? Because I remember you kind of told us a little bit about that on the first episode. And how cool was that if it was? Yeah, so that was that was pretty much where I started it at and started the whole CrossFit journey at. And pretty much all my support was there. You know, my, my buddy slash coach was there. And then the owner of the gym was like, hey, I'll close down the entire gym for you on those days. Like, just let me know. I'm here. I'm here to support you in whatever way you need. And I was like, okay, awesome. I was like, I would, I would love to come down there and, and go compete in it. And it, yeah, it worked out great. It was, it was good to be back at home where it all started. I had a lot, I had a lot of people that were sh- a lot of support there. So that's you, awesome. You start off with this, this friendly framework. Yeah. You got the three sets of 21 thrusters. Then you got to follow that up with your one rep max front squat, right? What's your strategy going into an event like that? What's your, what's your working max? What are you, what are you shooting for? Cause you have like a 20 minute window to set this, right? Yeah. So first of all, I want to say that that was probably the best one rep max lift for me because my front squat is very comparable to others. 
And I was like, I was, I was, I was stoked when I heard that. And how it started was you could, you could start at any, like I could build up to my 95% and the 20 minutes will start. So I had a game plan going in, like my max was 390. The day before I cut, I built up the 375 and I said, okay, this felt good. I think I can hit 400. The strategy behind that was I'm going to go for 390. I'm going to hit that, hit that one. And then I was going to try to shoot. I was going to hit 400. And then I was going to just go whatever after that. That was kind of my game plan for that one. But, of course, nothing went, nothing went as planned. And I ended up – I hit 390 easy. So I said, yeah, throw on 400. I got this. And then I failed 400 four times. And then I was like, all right, we'll drop back down to 395. And then I failed 395 twice. And then I finally ended up hitting 395 after, like, six attempts of failing. So – I don't even but know how you come back PR. after that many misses. Like, what what do you change in your your technique to get it on that last one? I kind of went and attack the barbell and just get. I try to get angry, which isn't my personality, but <laughs> I think you just yeah. tighten the belt a little. Like you you get it one more over, one more hole in that belt, and you just really rip it, it in. It right? just, but it takes so much more energy out of you just getting that one more hole. You know, and then you got to get it off, and that's just so much harder as it is. Yeah. <laughs> did you put uh, did you put free burn too, too on for that effort, one? Too much effort there. I was gonna say, to say from the beginning, from your first attempt at four hundred to your last at three ninety five, Freebird was playing the entire time. <laughs> now, see, that's what the issue was. I think that's why I missed it because if I hit it, if the beat probably picked up. <laughs> there you, go. you need you need to wait for that five minute mark there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to wait for it. Just to piggyback onto that, so then you're 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 taking a little bit of a break. We're not going to go through every single one of these, but then you got damn Diane in a thousand meter row. So just that first day, are you obviously you know what to? I guess to a certain extent, you know what you're anticipating. But what's the break time look like? Are you staying loose, or are you just going and taking a nap, or you take a pre workout? Like, what does that even look like? Because you're at a gym with your boys. How do you keep the the energy up, knowing you got some predetermined times when you have to go hit these again and windows during the breaks i would just kind of hang out in the gym and they, it, they didn't have a they don't have ac but I would, just underneath the fans and everything is just i don't know i just personally i was like this is life just chilling here working out living in a gym right now but for the most part it was just the warm-up not not warming up too soon because you're you're sitting there not doing anything it's like okay i got my next window is going to start in like 45 minutes i start getting up moving around but you don't really want to warm up too much because then you get kind of I don't I don't know that's just one thing that I, I try not to do I I barely warm up as it is anyways before I work out hardly at all so but yeah and then how to stay motivated through it is just I mean it was the games it was pretty easy to stay motivated for that but I didn't I try not to let any so actually I didn't want to know any of the workouts prior to I wanted to focus on one workout at a time so. I didn't really know the first day. I didn't really know too much about the workouts until after it was until it was about that window time. So because I wanted to focus on what that window, what what I had to focus on at that at that point in time, and then worry about what's next. And then piggybacking off of that was like on the nineteenth when you woke up. Were you sore? Were you beat up? Or were you like, "Dude, I'm good to go. Let's let's get it." I was not sore until after that that one thousand meter row. I mean, I woke up very, very sore. My legs have never experienced something like that before. You blew it out, yeah. man. I was so damn impressed with your 1,000-meter road time, and I don't really care where you finished place-wise. That's a fucking impressive time. And Have you ever hit that before, or were you just like, you know, fucking balls to the wall, see what I got? 
I have never done a thousand meter row full max before. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I have, I have once before. And I think I hit like, I got like a 319 or something. And that was, yeah, I did not know. I did not know anything how that was going to go at all. I had actually, one of my buddies did it and another guy did it right, right before I went about 30 minutes prior to, and they're like, let's just see how it feels. Let's just do it. And so they did it. And they were like, and then just as they got off the rower, just laying on the floor, dying, I said, this is great. <laughs> this is what it's going to be like. So, but yeah, I was, I, w- I woke up the next day a little sore, a little banged up, but I mean, I get kind of used to it. There's always going to be little tweaks here and there. So you just got to keep moving. So of all the events of the weekend, would you say that that row was, I know you didn't look ahead, but you're least, probably the one that was least in your wheelhouse? Yes. I tried to do damage control on that one. Not coming last, but I, I knew that was going to be my worst workout by far because it, this is just not a short man's, short man's workout. Yeah, and some of the times that were put out there, I think we kind of like hypothesized what we thought some of the good times would be, and it was just they just blew it out of the water. Like some of those those cop guys, it was just absolutely absurd. Some of those times that were put out, it was it was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, how? Because I know I, (laughs) yeah, even even like uh, I think Fraser. I mean, he's he's I think he's only what like five six, five seven something like that. He's a little guy, and he's still post. I mean, granted, it's Fraser, but you know, he's still crushed the time sub three if you got like a 255 like I, I don't know it's crazy and moving right along so beyond your weekend i mean i'm assuming once i mean you got 17th in the world in the crossfit games this year right correct yes amazing i mean absolutely ridiculous i'm assuming after you were out of contention you become a fan maybe to a certain extent maybe watch a little bit what were your takeaways from watching the shit show that happened at the ranch? Because I'm just looking at how many workouts there were and it's damn near incomprehensible to understand how much these people went through for, for four or five days, or I guess three days, but it looks like four or five days worth of workouts. Were you looking yeah. at this like, what the hell is this? Or were you like, yeah, you know, not no, I mean, I, I was looking at it. Part of me was kind of like, Oh, wishing I was there, obviously. But I watched, I watched day one. I watched the first day. Yeah, I mean, it was. I noticed that it was a lot of running and everything. I, I thought the workouts were. I thought, yeah, I thought. I thought it was neat how they how they did it there for it. But as far as like, I don't know. I didn't really honestly pay too much into that into the to that weekend. I watched the first day, and then after that, I didn't really watch it. One of my biggest complaints, and I've shared this on the pod, but I'll share it with you. And I'm sure you had friends and family that wanted to watch you. And then as it's live, and and, and honestly, you were probably my biggest rooting interest as far as the CrossFit Games go. I'm not like a huge CrossFit fan, but I'm like, fuck, we had Scott on and he's the man. So I want to root for Scott. And I couldn't watch it, man. There was like no way to watch it live and watch your shit and watch you go through these workouts. It's got to be very frustrating. Like this is your moment to shine, you know, your sponsorships, everything else at stake. And you, and you really have people that want to watch the product and they're not really delivering it besides the highlight show at the end of the day. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Well, as far as like they they pick select few. Yeah. Just like, like show. Yeah, I just wanted to see everything happening at some sort of, you know, like just on ESPN2 or whatever. I wanted to see more of the games. I want to see more of every individual competitor going through the stuff. And you couldn't really find that, really. It was all kind of end-of-the-day highlights, you know. Well, they just made it damn near impossible to watch. That would be, I guess, what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, there was there was talk. I mean, I know there's some people that are like, oh, why they why couldn't they make it like the Rogue Invitational to where, you know, you watch everybody line up the screens and yeah, everything. Yeah. But 
But then, then you get into it, and it would have been kind of unfair because people on different time zones working out in the middle of the night. And as far as the highlight reel and everything, I mean, you're obviously they're gonna pick the they're gonna pick the main people because that's what people want to want to watch. That's what people other people want to see. It doesn't really bother me that they want to show that showcase those people. You know, I just keep doing what I do. If I make it, I make it. That's cool. <laughs> Absolutely, you're, you're you're obviously not a narcissist like myself, so you probably don't mind. <laughs> Piss me off. <laughs> Didn't bother me one bit. That's great. So, Scott, from phase one, what was the biggest takeaway from yourself? What did you learn about yourself through that first phase of the competition there at the games? I would say that don't be as nervous because no matter what, you, this is what you train for. This, so you know what to do. You just have to go out there and do it. A lot of times I would overthink things like, oh, how I should do this. I think I should do this. And I think. I think I definitely learned something about myself that I, I don't need to overthink it because I'm, I'm, I'm mentally prepared for it. That's what I would catch myself doing a lot. I was like, well, what if I did it this way? What if I did it this way? And that's when somebody would definitely come in and tell me, because this is what you got to do. Here's the work. If, the, if you end up going into it and, and then you see that it doesn't work, then change it up. Like this is just stop, stop overthinking it. You're just going to make yourself even more nervous about it. And then I know you said the Olympic lifting is a big focus for this next year. We talked about kind of your training schedule last time you were on. Did any of that change, like the time you're putting towards training or like how you're going to plan for competing this year? Yeah, it's a little bit more strength, a lot more strength. And it's different setup how, how Nick how Nick did it versus how Comp Train did it. And everything like I'm trying to get strong, not trying to maintain strength in a way. So it's I'm, it's really emphasizing on, you know, Te- like a lot of testing, I feel like. I mean, Grant, we're only like, I'm only like, I'm about to start my third week into it. But as far as like the weightlifting, it's a lot, it's a lot different. It's like it's moving, it's moving heavier, heavier to moderate weight or moderate head to heavy weight, a bunch of reps, and then getting used to that load under that time under tension. I know next week he has he has me programmed for 50 front squats for time at 295. <laughs> Having Nick on, we'll see. Yeah, that's shit. I mean, what are you even thinking there? Perfect. Thank you for bringing that up. Talk us through that. What what are you doing? I'm assuming it's from a rack, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 from a rack. But what am I thinking? I'm thinking that this is going to be a long fifty. It's going to take me a long time to do it. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm trying not to overthink it, but try to stay consistent. That's what I'm thinking. Like hit twos, hit threes throughout the entire time. Rest is needed. Whatever you do, just don't try not to fail like a single to where you have to rest for like five minutes. That's the key. Dude, those are the type of workouts that are just such a mind fuck for me. Because it's like you're, you're going to think about it in every which way. You're like, man, 50 at 295. How many do I have to hit to be able to do this in under six or some arbitrary time, right? And you know yeah. damn well that that plan's going out the window once oh, yeah. a little bit of fatigue comes into play. So that's sick. You got to let us know how that goes. I will. I'll, def- I'll, do- I'll do that. I'll do that workout you told me about, and then I'll, I'll let you know about that one as well. Perfect. So I think, that, I think that's Tuesday or Wednesday for me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, man, it's what I need. Yeah, I know that having Nick your anchor on, just a little bit we learned from him. His programming is very stepwise. One thing I like about it is very much like you do this thing, you do the next thing, you do the next thing, and it's very very regimented and it does make a lot of sense in terms of gaining strength and it's done in my estimation a very safe manner which is just very slow increments of gain over a long period of time while challenging yourself kind of on a daily basis is that right. is that kind of what it feels like to you because it really seems like a solid program to me 
Yeah, you know it does. It's definitely it's it's a it's building off one each other. Like every single strength component, it's like all right, it's different, but you build off of it based off of what you learned from the last week, and that's and that's one thing that I, I do like about it. Yeah, I anticipate that might rival your thousand meter row soreness. I don't know though. We'll we'll see how it goes for you. <laughs> yeah, I've been just getting back. It's, it taking a month off almost, and then jumping kind of jumping back into how I left off prior to training. It's like I think the first week I couldn't even walk up and down the stairs. Come Wednesday or Thursday, like yeah, you, it was, you miss that feeling, right? It feels good every once in a while. Well, yes, it's like oh, this is why I need to work out every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so this doesn't happen to me. How about Rob with the biker in the background flexing on us? What the fuck? I just I just there. noticed that actually. <laughs> just in case I need to get a workout in while we're talking. We're, Looks like he could almost rest his head on it. You know, <laughs> we're, we're we're flex, but okay. <laughs> You know, Scott, I think the coolest thing about kind of reflecting on talking to you last time, your performance at the games, is you're just a regular dude, you know? Like, so many of these people, we talked about it with Chris Clyde when he came on. I'm not sure if you know him or not, but he's like, you know, almost everyone's a professional CrossFitter. Like, that's what they do. Obviously, you have another job, but, like, you got the wife and the kid. Like, you're living your normal life. You're taking weeks off. Is it hard to turn the switch back on? Because you're not doing this as your main source of income, or is it like, is there like a an internal burn, or is it like I just want to be good at this? Like, what is it that makes you go from like, man, I was really good this year, that I want to be better next year? Because a lot of these people, I feel like it's a need because it's right. feeding their family. Not so much for you. For me, it's just something that I, I want. I enjoy doing. I think as much as weird as that sounds, I enjoy putting my body through hell. It keeps me moving forward towards something. And I, I'm not one of those people that like to get complacent towards things or because then it's just, I don't know. I just feel slow and sluggish when it, something like that does. It gets me out of bed in the morning knowing I got to train. You know, I want to, one thing, I want to show my son that whenever he gets older, my biggest thing is that I want to show my son whenever he gets older that there's like, if you literally put in the effort and you get up, you, you try, you, you know what you want, you work towards it. There's nothing you cannot do. And that's, that's one thing that I really want to show, show to him when, as he gets older. Did the kids come down to the gym in Louisiana with you and watch it all, or did the family make it down? Yeah, the family came down with me. Awesome. My, wife actually, my wife actually had a wedding down there she was a part of. So oh, it was cool. like, it worked, out, it worked out perfect. Awesome. Yeah, so the kiddo came. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't really watch. He was running around the gym trying to jump <laughs> over boxes or whatever. But, you know, but yeah, the family came down and showed their support for sure. Awesome. At the end of the day, thanks for jumping on. It's been great. We're excited to see what happens. I guess the last thing I'd like to hear about is making that switch. Obviously, it's going to be more strength-oriented moving over to your anchor. Is it going to be a little bit more personalized to you, or are you just kind of t- taking his programming as he makes it? Because I know he makes a ton of good stuff. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I reached out to him a week after the games and kind of asked, asked for his help. And so, however he's doing it, I think it is, it is a little bit, it is a little bit more personalized towards me on what I need, what I need to work on because he's given me like, he's given me test, test workouts that he wants to know where I'm at. They got a whole bunch of regional workouts this week to do that. He wants to see where I'm at. And so it is, it is a little bit more tailored specifically for me, individualized, I guess you could say, but it's also working my strength weakness as well on top of 
prepping for the open because we had a phone conversation like what's your what's your overall goal like where do you want to qualify at for the games this year and i said well i like to qualify through the open if that's i I don't know what the changes are going to be this year with the whole coronavirus still going on and then the open being back to february new owner so i don't know what the lineup's going to be but if i could qualify through the open you know you know that's what i told him i'd like to do try to qualify again through that so it is individualized towards me you know, and that brings me to another point is we really haven't talked, I don't think, since we spoke last about all the changes at CrossFit HQ. Have you met the new CrossFit CEO and do you have any thoughts on that and kind of what's going on? Because it seems like he's more open to maybe, I don't know about expanding a field, but maybe going to more of a regional system or I, I could be just hopefully thinking about that. But what do you think about his vision and have you, have you got a chance to talk to him? So he talked to us once prior when, the, when they were still trying to figure out how we were going to compete this was when the 30 athletes were still going to california to go compete at the ranch but he he jumped on the phone call with us and kind of talked to us and gave him his you know he wants to be here for the athletes he is like he was because he was a competitor in the masters and he wants the overall sport to be a little bit more well known i believe so as far as his what his what he's wanting to do as far as the new schedule for the actual CrossFit games. I have no idea about that, but I think, you know, he's going to be a great improvement to the CrossFit community. Yeah. I've heard a lot, a lot of really good things about him. And I think for everybody in the, in the CrossFit world, it's a breath of fresh air for sure. Mm-hmm. What'd you get last year, by the way? I think a hundred something. All I know is that I knew someone that was like top five or six in the world at one point. So everyone else can suck it. all good man well thanks for jumping back on here with us man like i said this this was more of an informal just catching up and i'm sure we'll do it again after the open and get another aar from you yeah absolutely for sure thanks for having me on guys and it's good to put bases to the voice this time yeah how about it (laughs) absolutely got those comps fixed for you Hoss. (laughs) yeah (laughs) hope you guys enjoyed that that interview like we said the first time, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Oh, uh, that was we that didn't was, even mention. We didn't even mention. Oh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. I love catching up with Scott boys. I don't know about you guys, but he's just so down to earth. Just just a regular dude. I think that's the the beauty of of CrossFit. We all kind of put everyone up on these on these pedestals. They're just dudes, right? Like he's just more of a down to earth one. I want him to make a splash so much next year, just like to to put all these guys that just train full-time in their place. Like this guy is working a full-time job, but can still, still outperform you guys in this, this stage. Like that would make me so happy. By the way, I'm looking here at the leaderboard for the open. He said something about being in the hundreds. He got 17th. He was one behind Sam Quant, who, was just in the games, one of the top five competitors. So this dude's no bullshit. Like he's real legit. It's the humility. I think that's the coolest yeah. thing about him. Like we asked him straight up, "Hey, how'd you do at the Open?" Oh, I don't know, in the hundreds. No, bro, you got seventeen. Yeah, and, and don't you have to be top? Th- like, didn't he have to be top twenty or top thirty to qualify for said games? Yeah, well, there was a. I know there was some of the sanctionals. Yeah, some of the sanctionals. I don't. Yeah. I think he may have qualified. I think. Before that, just looking at this, I mean, Froning got 19th this year. That was a good Jim Halpert face you did there, Nick. Let's let's get him yeah. back on here and ask him about this. 
call him back up. He beat Jacob Hebner. I mean, like this, this dude is super legit. So yeah. don't let him downplay it when, when you hear it. And it's cool to just hear him kind of reflect on it. Almost like a, like a quarterback going through game film, talking about, you know, how he did and, and what his highs and what his lows were. Yeah. You got somebody chalking Frazier's hands for him. And, and Scott's got his son running around the gym, like getting in the way of his bars while he's trying to work out. It's <laughs> a real man. It always makes me think of the guy. Do you remember there was a story that Floyd Mayweather pays a guy to put his gum in? Like Floyd Mayweather <laughs> has like, like a gum guy, just follows him around. And when he needs a new piece, he puts it in his mouth. I wonder what that guy gets paid. <laughs> he gets paid more than the consultant that is plans against every Steelers game. <laughs> more than the three of us combined, I bet. I, was, I bet. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was the, that's the depressing fact about this whole thing. Yeah, but no health insurance of 401 for sure. <laughs> good, good point. Yeah. No 401 match. That'd be tough. Yeah, also, you put the wrong stick of gum in his mouth, you're fucking fired. Oh, yeah. What do you think Floyd chews? Juicy fruit? Probably some bullshit like that. What was that, Fruit Stripes gum or something? Big League Chew. Oh, the Big League Chews. I wouldn't want somebody touching my strands, though. <laughs> you, gotta put, you, gotta, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want anybody's fingers on Yeah, you can't have COVID strands. You got to fucking, you know, you got to be sanitary. Got to use the tongs. Yeah, maybe speaking winter. of COVID wave two, elections coming up on Tuesday. Let's get into who you guys are voting for and why. Uh, Dan, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this I'm falls under the category of things I'm, things I I don't touch with a ten foot pole in this podcast. Much like much like my sports opinions, I'm I'm sure shit. Don't think anybody's here for my politics. Yeah, we start with football and we end with politics. I can only imagine how many how many listeners stop. That's one of the, the greatest stand-up ever, by the way, is when, when Dave Chappelle's like, you know, white people, they're, they're totally cool about talking about anything other than their election. Like, hey, who are you voting for? He's like, oh, I was just telling you about him. fucking my wife in the ass. And why are you trying to get all personal here? <laughs> so if you haven't watched Killing Him Softly, I think it was like back in like 2001 or something. Go back and listen to it. Chappelle crushes it. Between Beautiful. Chappelle and Bill Burr and maybe Chris Rock, Chappelle... Bill Burr, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy. You could probably throw one or two other ones in there. I pretty much learned all I need to know about life. <laughs> they cover everything. Like, there's not much left to uncovered between those. Three and the stuff. strategy of fitness archives. That'll kind of fill yes. in all the gaps. Check it out. Amen to that. All right, boys, what do you got for hitters? Rob, kick it off. Nothing. I need, honestly didn't come with any tonight. I'm sorry. Perfect. I'm prepared. Okay. They usually suck anyway. Keep Whoa. Going. <laughs> Whoa. Low blow. <laughs> I'm going to go with a classic, Things Done Change by Biggie Smalls. Oh, I like that song. I'm going Life is Good. I think you said Life is Good right off the bat here today, Dan, when we when we open up the pod. Life is Good by Future and Drake. Problem with this song, it's only good for half of it. So the Drake part is fantastic, and then Future comes in. And where, where does the strategy of fitness – hold on. Yeah. Where does the strategy of fitness stand on Future? Um, I'm not high. Not super high. No, I don't know anything about future. I mean, ever since the, the uh, weird breakdown on that Black Panther song, I was like, who is this guy? He has us like some songs with some good beats in him, but like I feel like he kind of ruins every song. But what yeah, do I know? Mumbles, I mean, I, he's that mumble rap guy that like was good for a, a season. He yeah, he's good for a season and he's got his moments, but it's tough to like I, I would I could never in any lifetime sit sitting down. And be like, oh, I'm gonna put on that future album. I, I like every song. It's fantastic. Yeah. But again, again, politics, sports, my opinions on future. This is what you guys come for. Hey, in yeah, weeks, yeah. how long is the strategy of fitness playlist now? <laughs> it's it's about 18 hours, so not a wow. f- full day. You go through a whole CrossFit Games weekend and work out through it. Rob, when you and I finally meet, 
I want Dan to just be there with us and we'll just listen straight through and we won't be able to change a song. We can't leave my garage. Is Big Booty playlist on there? Because that's like an extra hour. I know. No, Big, Big Booty is not on there, but we'll need it. But no, I'll tell you what I can't work out to. And, and I know you guys give me shit for my metal, but like I've, I've yet to put like like heavy metal where it's like the growling, like the guttural screaming, like really, really like, like that. It was on the other day. It ruined my entire, entire workout nightmare. I used to kind of not like that music. And then my last job, I used to get in at like 637 in the morning and that music would be playing full blast. And I would close myself in the office and it would still be like shaking through the walls. I I abhor it now. It's, it's, I, it's unbearable for me. I mean, I love that guitar work and the drum work, but like, no, don't try to salvage it. There's, there's no place for it. (laughs) No place in society. Okay. Let's cancel it. I'm out. Well, perfect. Well, next week, I think we have Stu Smith. If you don't know him, he's a Navy SEAL and does a, a ton of really great training for special operators before they come in, while they're in, after they're in, etc. If not, we have we have a, a bunch of great guests. And, you know, boys, I think we just need a week by ourselves to just bullshit and talk about like specific lift coming up. Maybe sometime over the holidays. I don't know about you. We also have you know, one of the Sundays coming up. I think it might be the 15th. The Make Watts Great Again. He does all the memes. He's fantastic. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. As usual, listeners, thanks for, thanks for listening in and hope you enjoyed this. Looking forward to another one next week. Any caveats on the way out, boys? Is there a, a beef book of the week? Never Like Go. Never Like Go. I don't think we put that one up there, did we? No, let's, let's add it to the list. It's Never Like Go. Dan John, look it up, read it memorize it. All right. Always looking forward to doing this again next week.